it changed the trajectory of Black education forever because now, for the first time, Black moms and dads were seeing what was going on in the school system and, and, they, and they learned that there's another choice. And I think it's important that for so many people who are homeschooling, for other people to get a chance to see your life because just like me, right, almost 17 years ago when I started homeschooling, I didn't know anyone. So when they get a chance to see that there are other people who look like them who homeschool, that encourages them. Hi, you're listening to the Zantower Podcast. Hi, my name is Zan Tyler, and this podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load, or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades and almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. I am so excited to welcome my dear friend, Lanisser James, to the Zan Tyler podcast today. Lanisser is joyful and energetic with a mission to impact the lives of people, to live joyfully and fearlessly as they pursue their God-sized dreams. As an author and speaker, she loves to inspire people by using humor and real-life experiences. Lanisser and her husband, James, have been married for 26 years. They've been homeschooling for many years and have seven kids, ages 6 to 24. Lanisser serves on the MACHI board, the Maryland Association of Christian Homeschoolers, or Christian Educators, and is the director of outreach to Black Homeschoolers for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Lanisser and I share a passion for speaking, writing, family, and encouraging homeschool dads. So welcome, Lanisser, to the podcast today, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, Jan, uh, Zan, it is absolutely my pleasure to be here with you. I love this. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about today. Well, listen, I have an unusual name, and so I love other unusual names. Before we get started, tell me where you got your name. My parents are responsible for the Lanisser that no one can pronounce. You got to love that. And yes. here's what's a fast fun fact is that the L.A. actually is a space between the N-I-S-S-I-R, which again was a mistake. And I don't know. I told my mom, were you just in labor and delivery and didn't help my dad with the name? And I think, you know, we went from. A, a, a blunder name to one that we fell in love with because all of my girls have the L.A., the love before their name. So really? So, so what are their names? I have a Lestasia, Lamari, LaKayla, a Lanisa, and a LaLayla. So we just kind of kept the La going. And then, of course, my <laughs> husband is Lorenzo James. Okay. I have a son, Lorenzo James Jr., and a Leonardo James. So we're the L.J. family. 
Yeah, you are the LJ family. That That is amazing. Hey, listen, Lanissa, you have such a fascinating story. And I knew a lot of it before, but I learned so much more about you while we were talking a few nights ago, just preparing for the podcast. So I would love for you to just share your story with the people listening today, the moms and dads out there. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Zan. So uh, I, I started as the reluctant homeschooler. You know, I kind of pick up the story there and kind of move back and move forward. But I was a reluctant homeschooler. And I was reluctant because I had um, I started in television and my husband and I met and we'll be married coming up on 29 years. And when we met, I was uh, working as a uh, in direct selling and at a major cosmetic company. And I was kind of excited about, you know, being a mom and the babies were coming, you know, I'm a mom of seven. And so right. their ages are, you know, 24 to six. Um, so when there was a pivotal moment in our Christian home education, oh, Christian education, because my kids were in private school, I thought to myself, what are we going to do? We got, we got to do something different. And when homeschool, the subject came up, I had never heard of homeschooling. I didn't know anyone who homeschooled, um, didn't understand the concept. So I was reluctant and I homeschooled alone. And I know what it's like to homeschool and have literally no one, you know, doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And you could imagine being an African-American woman. You know, my mom was like, you're going to do what with my grandkids? <laughs> you're going <laughs> to take them from $20,000 in private education to homeschooling with $500 in books. And so I felt obligated in the beginning of my homeschool career to make sure that it went really, really well. Like it had to be better than the track that we were on. Mm -hmm. And so my husband, Mm -hmm. he's in law enforcement for 30 years. And he said, is this legal? Don't have the police (laughs) at my door. He was concerned about the police being at his door. And I said, well, you are the police. He said, well, don't have my coworkers at my door. And so he did not want me talking to the girl at the park about how we were adding $19,500 back to our income and the kids were at home all day happy. (laughs) We we just couldn't believe it. So I know what it's like to be homeschooling when you're in fear, when you're not really sure if this is going to work, you know, just that Mm -hmm. reluctance. So I describe myself from reluctant to leader. And I was already in leadership in uh, the business that I was in. And I just began to pivot those skills into the homeschool community. And so that's why I first got connected to HSLDA, because my husband wanted to know legally if this is, you know, right. Is is this possible? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was almost 17 years ago. So you started homeschooling in 20, what, what year? Uh, what was it? Two, uh, 2007. Okay. 2007. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And, um, and we just, um, we fell in love with it. We fell in love with the quality of our lives. Uh, my husband at the time was working like a three to 11. So that, um, robbed us a lot of our evening family meal times because right. you know, when you're because he, they were in fight, school all day and then they, were in school. And, and they come home and he goes to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it would be, you know, when he was able, able to spend time with the kids, the kids were in school. Yeah. So they really got their dad back because when he was, he's not on that three to 11 shift, but then they could spend time together. And once I learned to enjoy homeschooling, um, 
I realized okay, that. Right. Let, let's stop there. Okay. You said once I learned to enjoy homeschooling. So that yeah. really is the secret to homeschooling because we go as new moms into doing that. And we're so worried that we're going to ruin our kids yes. that we can't relax and enjoy the process. So I want yeah. you to speak to that just a minute. I totally interrupted you, but we'll come no, back. No, I love that. Yeah. The fact that um, you're learning when you get a chance to hang out with dad too. And, and maybe he's going out to take the car to get an oil change, or maybe um, he's going to the grocery, you know, I'm going to the grocery store and I have a couple of kids. All of that is home education. Right. All of that is a part of learning. And um, there's nothing in the law that say you have to homeschool between seven and three, or you have to be up at seven. So we learned to really do what worked best for our family. And, you know, when you're in a law enforcement family, things change, the shift changes, situ situations change. And um, we just have fallen in love with uh, a traditional classic approach to education and also an eclectic approach to education. And we are unapologetic about changing it at any time that we need to. So that's what I mean when I say loving education. And it's seamless between um what you're learning in a book and what you're learning live. It's just, there's always so many ways that you can learn. And so mm -hmm. we love it. My kids have um, done extremely well in, um, in homeschooling. They've, yeah, tell uh, me all your children, your older children who have graduated are doing so many different fascinating yeah. things. Share that with us, what your kids yeah. are doing. So they're doing well. My oldest daughter, Lestasia, remember we're the LJ family. Yeah, that's so right. Lestasia, we call her star. She was the one that I was nervous about. And I, I, I was nervous because my mom was like, what? You're going to do what? And so we put her through the dual enrollment. You know, we wanted her to go to school right, and early. Right. We were on that whole track of, you know, homeschooling has to, we're in a rush. And we say that yeah. hairy child, right? Yes, um, yes. So, so she went into um, her college. When she graduated, she went into college with half of the pre-law classes done for the university. The dean says, who's this kid that shows up with half my classes done? That was the max that they would take as a transfer. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that's her. She's my test child. And so um she's doing well. And she um did and, and when when the pandemic hit, she didn't have any classes left because of all that dual enrollment work. She was a, a 2020 graduate. You, mm -hmm, we all know what mm -hmm. happened to all of our 2020 graduates. Right. And um so when the pandemic hit, she was uh, a three-time intern at the Maryland General Assembly. And oh, wow. um they you know, of course, ended that, but she only had one class because all of those classes had been done. And that was that was a blessing of homeschooling that it worked out. The Lord works things out for your good, you know, for those who yes. love them and serve them. And so it, yes. it worked out for Lestasia. And so she is um, working for HSLDA. She's uh, helping in membership and also on the legal team as an, a legal assistant. And I'm really excited um, for the young woman she's become from allow, allowing mommy and daddy to practice on her. <laughs> oh, right. Like, that first child. That's right. They're the guinea pigs. That's for sure. <laughs> and when you don't know anybody and it's the first time anybody in your family or community is homeschooled, they're not only the guinea pig, you're in the fishbowl and everybody is watching everything you do and everything they do. Yes. So bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she survived and yes. she just loves homeschooling. She's such oh. an advocate for homeschooling. Oh, and my second nice. daughter, she went into uh, environmental science and um, we we were 
a little reluctant. We thought environmental science, we're already doing environmental science. We're um, first owners of our family beach. Uh, we're seventh generations. Our, my husband's families were slaves on this property. And um, when his parents died, we became our first owners. And so we've wow. always been around the beach. And so when Lamari, my second daughter, said she was going into environmental science, we're like, what? We're already environmental science. <laughs> <laughs> But she's about a 30-minute jet ski from Salisbury University. If she took the water instead of drive, instead of driving, and um, we just love it. She's our environmental and family ambassador. She's a rising junior at college and uh, now a, a very clear introvert. And because of my background in Myers-Briggs, we had a chance to work with her and understand you know, how introverts work and she is just loving life. You know, she doesn't, mm-hmm, she's a mm-hmm. woman with very little words, but she is definitely a leader and I'm so happy for her. And thank God for homeschooling that yeah. she was able to, um, she liked working by herself, you know, like she wanted to snuggle up with the book. She didn't want to be in these big settings. And so it worked for her. And so we're excited. Oh, that's that's amazing. We'll have to talk the, about the Myers-Briggs a little bit later because I took it, you know, after you encouraged me to. I don't remember my score. I'll have to go back and look it up. But we yeah. um, but I took it because it was fascinating. Um, yeah. I know that's one of your many business ventures that we'll we'll get into into a minute. So, yeah. all right. So, Lanissa, tell me real quickly about your other children. And then I want to talk to you about your work at HSLDA. Sure, sure. So then comes my third daughter. We were the parents of three girls. That, uh, you know, when your parents are the same sex child over and over again, you love it. And we call her Kayla baby because we were like, Lord has called us to be the girl parents. We're so excited. <laughs> well, that baby, her and Lamari both were homeschool all, you know, from K through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And she graduated over $200,000 plus in their scholarships. Just an amazing uh, art student. She's been teaching all the art classes at our co-op. She's a, a very, very successful um, volleyball player. She'll be going to the University of Maryland. She'll be on their club team. And uh, I'm just very excited about what happened with LaKayla. Um, yeah, that's your alma mater, right? University yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. I, thought I so. was really shocked. She got in so many great schools. And when we heard two days before decision day that she was going to University of Maryland, I have to admit, I was really thrilled. Um for her, be only because I knew that I could support her in a very unique way with it being my alma mater. So right. I came through Maryland right. in three short years. And so, um, of course, I won't put her on that fast track like I did my first daughter. Yeah. You grow up from that, right? <laughs> right. You relax a little bit with each child. <laughs> yes. yes. So you imagine what you turn into by the seventh child, <laughs> Like, oh, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. That's right. You just say to the seventh, just stay home with me for the rest of your life. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Here's how we describe Layla. We say, your help has help. You understand? See? She's like, the people who help me have help. (laughs) So they're all precious. And then comes my son. We're thrilled to have a son. Of course, he was named after my husband. And uh, so he's Lorenzo Jr. And as much as he is very much college bound, we're thrilled about him going into business and economics. 
but we wanted him to learn how to work with his hands. He owns all this property, you know, and so he began woodworking. So he's building decks right now. He's doing all kinds of great things. He redid his grandmother's deck. They're laying new floors. I mean, he's my guy who's getting so much credit in what we call construction management. We're so excited for him. Uh, That's amazing. Everybody needs a construction manager in their household. Our house is older and boy, maybe he can come spend a gap year with us. (laughs) Exactly. You would be surprised. The the joy when we get a chance to see him pull up something and rebuild it. We're just, we're so happy for him. And we just thank God for uh, what he's doing in our lives, again, with the homeschooling, because we can relax into it. And now I have to tell you a funny story, Zan. A lot of times you'll have people who are non-homeschoolers and they'll approach you and say, is that homeschooling? What's going on with the kids? Is that homeschooling? (laughs) So we've been known to always have a title for it. So when the kids are growing strawberries down, you know, on on their grandmother's property, we say, that's botany. When LJ is... (laughs) Putting up a new deck. I said, it's either woodworking or construction management. Pick a, pick a title. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's, it's the titles and the documentation. They're very important. <laughs> they are. And when LaKayla's painting, because she loves painting, I say, it's art. That's right. Yeah. And it is. It, it is. is. It is. It is. So that's LJ. He's rising um, junior and we're excited for him. And then comes my other daughter because I have five girls and two boys. And so then comes Lanisa. And surely the, the, the Lord says he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. And that's one of my themes, joyful mother of children. And surely our quiver was full with five. So we thought it was going to be the big finale. And so we named her Lanisa. That was as close to Lanisa as I could possibly get. <laughs> and... So long story short, I had two more kids after Lanisa. <laughs> so she she was not the grand finale. She was a finale, just not the grand finale. Not the grand finale. So uh, Lanisa is a rising um, freshman, and we're so excited. She's my sewer. She's my, you know, we call it. You know, she's like the road dog. She's the one who always says yes. You know, we've been RVing, road schooling. And so she's always with us and um, really knows how to work the rig. Her and LJ have been amazing. Um, so so y'all have been RVing. Let's park there for just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> tell our, tell Tell the moms and dads who are listening what RV schooling is. For those who don't know. When you're on the road, you pack it up. My husband, because we were restoring our family property, he decided let's get an RV. So we have a 33 foot RV and we travel all over conferences or any place that we can, anybody who knows there's any place we can fit that RV, we're coming in the RV. And I will tell you, you save time, money. You have so much family bonding. You know, we we hardly ever eat out because we have a kitchen. <laughs> you know, you have everything you need. So, and and we school there. So we have our version of education that happens in the RV. Uh, we're big fans of the Junior Ranger program. We love the national parks. Um, you know, we're the outdoorsy kind of family. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So Lanisa and um, LJ, they have been the leaders in, of course, my husband, of course, but who who know how to work the rig. You know, you want yes. somebody yes. Who, can, who can dump the black tanks, right? It's called black tank, <laughs> gray yes. tanks. You don't know anything about it. It's OK. But yeah, that's right. That's, that's all I need to know. OK, <laughs> all you need to know. So <laughs> these guys are 4-Hers. They love to get out there and get out in the, you know. And, and see the world. So I'm excited. So that's Lanisa. We love her. We're excited about her time as a high school student. 
And then I have two more. I was so excited to have my boy finish with uh, Lanisa that I was pregnant again. And here comes Leonardo. And um, he is rising sixth grader. Um, he sees uh, speech pathology. And so we get a chance to, uh, even uh, LJ saw speech pathology. So we, we get a chance to have fun with um, his special needs. And it's so funny. I remember one of the speech pathologists saying to Leo, well, how does it make you feel when people can't understand you, Leo? <laughs> he leans in. He says, I just tell them to listen better. I just tell them to listen better. Like, That's my Leo. He's he yeah. just, you know, he's 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 loved on a lot. And yes, there's a kid life. who's happy with himself, you know, <laughs> happy with the way God made him. And then, of course, when you just when you think you're done and I'm not even going to tell the world my age, but let's just say I was old enough with Leo to be done, done. Okay. (laughs) Six years later, not one, not two, not three, but six years later, out comes La Layla. And it was so interesting that the doctor's office, I got a call from the doctor's office and all I could hear is people laughing in the background. I'm thinking, hello, hello. And they're like, oh, you've done this so many times. <laughs> That's kind of how I found out I was pregnant again. Interesting. Oh. That is, well, Lanissa, you told me when you first got married, and I hope this will be an encouragement for other moms, that uh, you were barren, that you could, you yeah. were infertile, you couldn't have kids, and you didn't yeah. know if y'all would ever have kids. Yes. And that's why I really stick by the scripture. He makes a barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mm-hmm. mother of children. And we waited for many, many years. And I would always show up at church and I say, well, how are you doing? I said, just call me Hannah, mm-hmm. and, you know, because I was in tears. And so I'm, I'm very much um, sensitive to, you know, those years. I believe that was the time that God equipped me for the call that he had on my life to be the mom of many. Um, so it was really it's an experience. And my heart goes out to those who are experiencing infertility um, and what it's like. And I think that when people see me, because it is very overwhelming to have a lot, seven kids. It's, mm-hmm. it's, right, right. You, you get no free time unless you go to the bathroom and turn the light off. But you don't ever forget. But you don't ever forget from where God has brought you. And what he has called for you to do. And so that's why I say, I'm, you know, Psalms 127, you make the barren woman to keep house mm-hmm. and be a joyful mo- mo- a mother. Praise ye the Lord. And oh, so that's yeah. where we are today. Well, listen, that is so exciting. So it would seem to me that with seven kids and a husband and RV schooling and all the other things your kids are involved in, that would be enough to keep most people's plates full but let's tight let's talk about some of the other plates you're spinning and and juggling on balls you're juggling on top of this tell me a little bit about your work at hslda i think you're really there in two capacities one is as the director of outreach to black homeschoolers is that correct that's correct okay so define black homeschoolers for me because there's a difference in that and african-american homeschoolers so tell me who you're in charge of outreach for. Yeah, so we call it Black homeschooling because that would include a person who is African-American or Caribbean descent or, um, you know, any kind of melon in their skin, if you will. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. 
So, you know, that's a black homeschooling. And and a lot of times people get nervous. I know you asked the question, you know, do people prefer to be called black or do they prefer to be called African-American? But the minute we say African-American, then we're only talking about people who are native to the United States of America who are African and American. Um, But there are black people who are African. And so it's nice to be able to use the word um, black homeschoolers because it encompasses everyone who falls under that auspice, under that umbrella, if you will. And my job there is just to, we're at the very infancy stage, but just to um, find ways to connect communities uh, for Black homeschoolers, to support Black homeschoolers, of course, all homeschoolers, but um, understanding that this is an underserved group and and wanting to offer services to uh, this group. And I'm also the high school educational consultant. So my subject expertise at HSLDA is high school. So I love to talk about everything high school. Um, this past week, I went to visit a, a group of Black homeschoolers who had a conference uh, in Birmingham. And I traveled along with another educational consultant who was special needs. And both of us were Black. And so you would imagine the kind of support HSLDA is giving when you say, hey, I'm going to send two people. Both of them are Black. One is going to help you in special needs and one is going to help you in high school. Overjoyed yeah. to be able to be connected. And it that, really yes, that is amazing. Um, I just know when we started homeschooling in 84, of course, I was threatened with jail. We knew nobody who homeschooled. And I was just in a whole heap of trouble for a long time. And it, it took us eight years to get a good law passed where we actually had homeschool freedoms. Um, yes. But we had... There were maybe five or six black families who homeschooled Lanissa. It was so hard on them because yes. they were really ostracized from their families. Their families had worked so hard to get a seat at the public school table that they felt like they were betraying their heritage. And so they really had a lot to overcome just within their own community. But yes. now, thank goodness, I mean, you we have people like you who are serving the Black community, but also there's been such a huge growth in homeschooling in the Black community. So mm-hmm. if you can tell us about that a little bit, I think it maybe started during COVID and just hadn't stopped. Yes, yes. I, I think I read some stats in the census that it was a 16.1 increase in um, black homeschooling. And, and you're right, it, it spiked during the pandemic. And I also think that it, it changed the trajectory of black education forever, because now for the first time, um, black moms and dads were seeing what was going on in the school system. And, and they, and they mm. learned that there's another choice. And I think it's important that for so many people who are homeschooling, um, for other people to get a chance to see your life, because just like me, right, almost 17 years ago when I started homeschooling, I didn't know anyone. So when they get a chance to see that there are other people who look like them who homeschool, that encourages them. Yes, and one thing we have absolutely. to mention, um, Zan, is that I'm also the uh, ministry director at my church here in the state of Maryland. And and so we have um, probably about 300, 350 um, homeschoolers who we oversee in, in the state of Maryland. And uh, we offer services, you know, for homeschoolers who are either brand new or who are um, uh, who are like an umbrella school type thing. Yeah. 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 It's it's basically what it is. You know, it's uh, they call it oversight. And so um, so we work with transcripts. We work with and and basically I took those skills that I had already been working. We're doing this for 10 years now with our church. Right. 
and just kind of move those skills over to HSLDA and then helping people nationwide. So it was my mom, by the way, I have to give her credit because she was the one that said, oh, honey, you're already doing that. You'll be fine. You're already been doing that for the church. You can do that for HSLDA. So here I am, you know, happy to serve. And I love everything homeschooling. I really do. So Lynissa, there's also some organization with several thousand families in it that you've taken over recently. Yes. Just to, So tell yes. me about that. So there was a young lady who was new to homeschooling. Zan, I'm talking, she'd been homeschooling three months. Because remember, we're in the middle of the pandemic. Right, so that's right. Everybody's new to homeschooling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the world, yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, my heart is always to serve others. You know, I'm a servant leader. And my job is to serve others. That's just what I'm called to do. And so I came across a woman who needed some help with her homeschooling. And she mentioned that she had this group, this co-op group. It's called Black Homeschool Co-op. And she said she's getting so many people who signing up because they needed help. Because back Back then, in the middle of the heart of the pandemic, people wanted virtual classes. Right, right. Um, So they were having, you know, virtual meetups in this cooperative setting. Well, this woman who started it ended up going back to school. (laughs) I'm going to shut this site down. I was like, I will serve the people. And so, so I inherited something. and and, And it's just built over time of people who say, I just want a safe space to ask a dumb question. That's basically what it is. I want a safe space to ask a dumb question. And I will tell you, you can imagine um, many uh, Black homeschoolers who are first generation, um, or I should say first pandemic homeschoolers, they've never done this before. You know, they're they're coming against mom, dads, or whoever, the community, Mm -hmm. the homeschool. Mm -hmm. They need places to say, will this really work for me? (laughs) Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I can see that. So, okay, Lenissa, you have one thing on your website that I love, and I wrote it down because I wanted to remember it. Um, Nothing about me is self-made. I owe God everything. Yes. So, so tell me, have you always been a Christian? Where does that strong faith come from? Yeah. How has that motivated you? That's a super good question. You know, when my parents, when we were children, uh, we're, I'm originally from Newark, New Jersey, and um, my mom was born and raised there, and she was a single mom at the time. And when we were coming up, we, we didn't have religion, you know, and what was going on was more of a movement than it was religion. And I remember going away to college and having never seen the inside of, the, of a Bible, Coming across the word Psalm, and couldn't even pronounce it because I'd never seen it. And that's why I believe in the power of evangelism and ministry. There was a young lady who was at the University of Maryland who, back then you had uh, CDs. We had just come off of records. That just gives you an idea of my age, okay? (laughs) We had just moved up to CDs, okay? And she had opened one of my CDs, and one of these R&B CDs, they would always put one gospel song on that track. And I never forget my friend, her name was Robin. She put in that track and she knew that this particular artist had this one gospel song. And she said, what do you think she's singing about? And I thought, I don't know. She loves somebody a whole lot. <laughs> and that was, that was my exposure. And the Lord has brought me from a place where I was to the place that I am where I, you know, I ended up getting saved probably about three, four years later 
and giving my life to Christ and um, going into, you know, formal systematic theology study and was part of the AME church and went through their Bible Institute and then started at Calvary Gospel, where I'm the ministry director now. And I've done their program, their master's program. We actually um, did the Footsteps of Paul tour. We did a tour of Greece, Turkey and Italy. And, you know, I have fallen in love with all the epistles. I, I love the Old Testament, but I, after going to Greece, Turkey and Italy, I fell in love with all the epistles. And, um, but I really believe that I'm called to evangelize because, you know, when we bring people into our church, we're bringing 300 people who are not members of church of our church mm-hmm. who might have never even seen the inside of the church. And so the Lord uses me because I'm able to go into spaces that I think other people are not able to go into. So I've had people in my office in curriculum, uh, what we call pre-conferences and having uh, unfamiliar with Christian education mm-hmm. and, you know, might've been rejecting Christian education and, and just to my joy when I see that they're still using Christian education and just believing that the Lord will call them, you know, in his time to, to be saved. And I've watched it just over these 10 years. I was just like, wow, God, there's no way that I would even be able to receive some of the people who I'm able to receive in my space. If I, if my story had not been the way it was. And so it's just exciting. And, but, but that also makes me very intentional with my children. So um, when I started homeschooling, my kids were already in Christian education. So it was non-negotiable. Like public school wasn't an option for us because I understood I wanted my kids to have what I didn't have, which Mm -hmm. was that childhood of Christianity and, and building from that. And my husband and I, we have this funny story because our beach uh, we've been baptizing people on our beach for the past 52 years. We're featured in African-American museum. So his family comes from a long history of Christianity, right? <laughs> you know, then there's me who shows up in college, right? <laughs> but it's a nice merge because now we understand, you know, the difference to say, hey, here's, and that's why I'm so passionate about apologetics and teaching kids how to rightly defend their faith, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of where it came from. Well, listen, that is so amazing. So we're we're going to wrap up our time here, but there are two things that I really want to talk to you about. One is your work at um, Machi, which is the Maryland Homeschool Association. I think I think state organizations are so important to the homeschool community. So just take a minute to tell me what you're doing with Machi. And what that stands well, for. Yes, Maryland is, uh, Machi is the Maryland Association of Christian Home Educators. And uh, it's, it's. A, and so that picks up again on your love for Christian education. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And um, really helping the state of Maryland. We're relaunching Machi. Machi's been around for decades over decades. And so um, our new president, Sue Manning, is our the helm of uh, what's going to happen here in the state of Maryland. And we're just here to um, continue the Lord's work. And we're just very excited about um, what's happening here in Maryland. So we're doing a relaunch. We're bringing our conferences back. Um, We're excited about the opportunity to minister to um, Maryland homeschoolers. And we're open to all homeschoolers because, remember, we know that the Lord will call people. Right. They'll walk into our spaces and we're going to, you know, give them the love of Jesus. And they're going to, you know, hopefully in their time, get a chance to you know, hopefully fall in love with some curriculums just like we did along the way that yes. we didn't know that's better for character, better for the kids and, and better for us all. Yeah. A- amen. Okay. And, and real quickly, tell us the title of your book and how people can get it. 
Yeah. So I wrote, uh, during the pandemic, I wrote a, a mom's manual. It's a manual. It's about 200 and some odd pages. And I wanted to give what was the best gift I could give to the world. And it's a manual of how I do what I do. The number one question people ask me is, how do you do it? And so uh, I, I give some of my best tips from brain dumping to menu planning to you name it, to really how to fall in love with the real call that you have on your life is to be a mom, to be a wife and be a mom. And so you can get it on Amazon. So if you just search Lanissa James, or if you can't um, spell Lanissa James, you could just type in mom's manual. And that's what it is. I pray that it'll be um, an heirloom for your family. That is you write down what you do in order to be a mom, that your children and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren will come across this book and learn that they too can answer the call to be a mom. Oh, man, listen, Lenissa, this has been amazing to talk to you about you, from the, the first child through the legacy you're helping other families build with their children. So what what a great, great story. Tell people how they can get in touch with you um, mm -hmm. if they are looking for you. Yes. The best way to get in touch with me is to go to my website. It's Lenissa James. That's www.la in I-S-S-I-R-J-A-M-E-S dot -S -S -E com. Okay. And where, how can they find you at HSLDA? At HSLDA, we have a wonderful, if you go to our HSLDA.org, right to our website, and you click the button and say, you know, our people, here's our people. You'll get a chance to see my speaking schedule. Um, you'll get a chance to see all the attorneys, all the great work that's happening at HSLDA. So go straight to www.hslda.org. Well, Lenisser, thank you so much. You are such an encouragement to me always. And I can't wait to talk to you about my Myers-Briggs test. You can yes. um, give me a little bit of life coaching counseling there. And, uh, and we'll be seeing you soon at some conferences coming up. Yes. Uh, so uh, and I want to thank everyone so much for joining me today. I hope this has been as encouraging, inspiring for you as it has been for me. If you would like more information about me and what we're doing here at the podcast, you can find that at Zantyler.com. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later.